generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Genesis chapter 12. I want to wrap up what I started in the second service last week. If you were not there, you would do well to listen to the messages. They are free on soundcloud.com. And you can catch up on all that we've covered so far. Let's read together from verse 1 to verse 3. Genesis 12 from verse 1 to verse 3. If you're there, can you say amen? Twins, can you say amen? Amen. Three, two, one, we'll read. Nobody read anything. Three, two, one, we read. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Somebody say I'm a part of that number. Look at somebody say I am blessed. And I am a blessing. Look at somebody else say, I am blessed. And I am a blessing. Let me just read this. You didn't have to go there, but Galatians chapter 3 from verse uh, 5. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. So he's speaking right now that this kind of blessing is not the kind of blessing that is transferred just by genetic alignment. But it's that faith that integrates you into the lineage of the blessing. What that means is your skin color does not count in this matter of greatness. Oh, I wish I had a witness. What that means is your height is not what God is looking at. What that means is that your voice is not what God is looking at. What it means is that your disposition is not really what God is looking at. God is looking at your faith. Do you have a faith alignment with what he has said? It does not matter what the disadvantages are in your life. If you plug into the word of God by faith, the same word that changed the darkness and the gloom on the face of the earth in Genesis chapter 1 will come into your life and turn things around for you. Not somebody and say, I have faith in the word of God. You didn't see anything, sir. I'm looking at everybody. Look at somebody and say, I have faith in the word of God. So that is the deal here. Do you have faith? If God says you are healed, your faith bridges you into that word and you can receive it. If God says you are the head and not the tail, it does not matter what degree you graduated with. You are still the head and not the tail. Oh my goodness. Are there tails in the house? Are there heads in the house? I said that your degree is not what determines the degree of excellence you're going to have in life. It's the word of God and faith in the word of God.
The words that govern your life are the words you have faith in. The words that rule, that shape your life, that shape your experiences, that shape your appetites, that shape your emotions are the words that you have faith in. If a guy walks up to you, single lady, and says, I love you. If I tell you, say, I love you. The guy says, I love you. I know this guy is lying, that the guy is a big liar. Are you going to release your emotions to that? <laughs> so never. That was very strong and definite, like lie lie. You want to release your emotions? Why? Because you know he is a. Now, if you didn't realize that he was a liar, you didn't realize that, and he said, "I love you." Are you likely to believe him or not? Right? Perhaps. Okay. So at least there's a higher chance now. Now he's a liar. But you don't know him to be a liar. So you believe his word. And because you believe his word, you release your emotions in that direction. When you believe the word of God and you release your heart, your spirit, your emotions in that direction, your experiences begin to change. That's why the word says, I rejoiced at your word. That means I had not seen it come to pass. But as long as you've already spoken it, my disposition is not suspicion. My disposition is joy. And if I'm already rejoicing about it, soon and very soon, what I've rejoiced about in the spirit, I'm going to dance about in the natural. That amen can be stronger this morning. I proclaim that somebody will rejoice this week. What did Abraham do? Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. Do you know what I discovered about the human being? Every human being has to believe something or someone. The atheist is a believer. <laughs> he believes that there is no God. And somebody once said that it actually takes more faith in a manner of speaking to be an atheist than to be a believer in Christ. Why? Because you have to ignore all the evidence <laughs> and convince yourself that there is no God. So everybody believes something. Now what that means is anytime you are not believing the word of God, you are believing something that is anti-God. I need somebody to understand this. Every time you are not growing in your faith in God, you are growing in humanism or intellectualism or spiritism or demonism and it's possible for you to use the name of Jesus and not believe in the name of Jesus you can shout the name of Jesus out of fear and not out of conviction Abraham believed God and the Bible says it was counted to him for righteousness let me tell you how powerful that was how do you become righteous the word says that he was made seen who knew no seen that we might become the second Corinthians 5 21 that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that means that the way you become righteous is that you place your faith in Jesus Christ and you believe that he died right he was buried for your sins he resurrected now the Bible says that God preached the gospel to Abraham 
That means that there was no Jesus physically. That means that he did not see Jesus. That means that there was no Golgotha. That means that there was no wood. That means that there was no resurrection. But Abraham did not have any kind of evidence at all, but he still believed God. God said, the greater your faith, the greater I can trust you, or the more I can trust you. Because if you could believe in resurrection without seeing anything in the process, that means that your faith is strong enough to handle what I want to drop into your life. Can I tell you something? What is limiting your growth is not your intellect, it's your faith. It's your faith. It's not your intellect. It's not your degree. I know somebody in this house, the person works for a bank, right? But the person does not have a university degree. How about that in this house? But someone's like, oh, it's because I had a tutu. I said the guy does not have a... Look at your neighbor and say, where's your faith? When Jesus came out and they were so scared, there was a storm on the sea. They were so scared, they came to where Jesus, Master, Master, do you not uh, care that we perish? What did he say to them? Did he say, O ye of little bodies? Talk to me, guys. O ye of small bank account. O ye of few phone numbers on your phone book. O ye of few followers on Twitter. Talk to me, guys. What did he say? Of little faith. That means growth in the spirit is hinged on the growth of your faith. Or the engagement of your faith, more accurately put. Because it says, if your faith is as little as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed. Somebody say, it is possible. Is it possible for you never to take a pill for the rest of your days? Is it possible? Oh, come on. Someone doesn't believe that. November is going to make it 21 years since I took medication. Look at somebody say it is possible. December this year is going to make it 11 years since I took a loan. Look at somebody say it is possible. Oh, so I just got somebody's attention. I'm not teaching you theory. I'm not teaching you psychology. If you think it, you can't believe it. If you believe it, you will receive it. The word has to be rooted in your spirits. You have to own it. So when you say it is possible, you can't say slouchy and somebody shout it is possible. Change your body posture. Let your entire system absorb it. Say it is possible. Yes, that's it. It's the one you shout after everybody else shouts it. Or out of tune because this thing is not about you forming Abraham couldn't form that he had heard God you would die in the desert for you to engage on that kind of journey there has to be a deep-seated conviction in your heart that says I'm living everything I know I'm living my security you can't live in London and come to Nigeria with a feeling
Oh, come on, somebody. You come with a conviction. Slap somebody a palm, burn a high five. Tell that person it is possible. It is possible. He says, Abraham believed God. Do you know what that means? It does not matter what God preaches to you if you don't believe it. It does not matter how many words you hear if you don't believe it. The speaking is God's business. The believing is your business. It's so interesting that there are so many things that people can agree in prayer with you about. But the most important things of your life, you have to believe by yourself. People can pray for you to get saved. But when you hear the word of salvation, you have to believe it by yourself. Jesus Christ can heal you, Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. But you can get to the gate and go back, right? Because now that you are alive, you have a wheel. And there are many of us who have come out of the grave, but we're still bound. God is like, let me take off the clothes. He's like, no, no, God, I like this, this cloth. It's costume. Costume. <laughs> Custom made. Abraham believed God. If God can find somebody who believes him, he will birth nations from that person. Why did God choose Abraham? He said, I know that Abraham is going to command his house. In other words, God says, I'm looking for somebody that can reproduce after the order of faith. Okay. I'm not going to increase anybody who believes today and does not believe tomorrow. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to increase anybody who believes now and then is in doubt the next day. James says, let him not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. Let's dramatize it. Fido, please come over here. Jason, please come over here. Get a, a bag or a gift. It's, you know, something from someone. Like, yeah, you can get my bag or your bag. Yeah. This is the believer. Now, this is what you guys are going to do. You're going to go over there. Just walk Just walk. Walk back and forth, go here, come back, and just back and forth. If I'm looking at both directions and I'm turning based on my feelings or based on my ideology, I'm not going to get anything. But if my face is set as a flint, and I'm looking in one direction. I may lose out on this. No, keep, keep going back and forth. I may lose out on this. I may lose out on this. But I'm going to get this. If I keep going in that direction. And there are many of us who are burning a lot of energy. The problem is not your energy. It's your direction. It's your focus. Because you're distracted by your bank account when God says you're blessed. double-minded he says it's unstable in all of his ways so there are opportunities in different directions but not every opportunity is your opportunity because the moment you say to yourself I'm getting out do you know your father's house where are you going we spoke about it in second service last week God said to Abram get out of your country they're going to ask you so where are you going so what are your plans so you think you can leave as well? Why get so quiet? 
You're renewing. Are you thinking? Oh, your mind is going in different directions. Please be seated. Faith. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Jesus told the parable the men ought always to pray and not to faint. And then it tells the parable of a certain desperate woman who would take our case to a judge and say, Avenge me of my enemies. And night and day she would press on the judge. And Jesus ended by saying, When the Son of Man returns to the earth, shall he find churches on earth? Is that what it says? Talk to me. Shall he find faith in other words the thing that gets god's attention on earth is faith it's not a big bible it's not a massive church it's not the size of your degrees it's not the height of your person he's looking for faith why because wherever there is faith what is in heaven can be downloaded on earth faith is the wi-fi of the supernatural that if there is faith on earth healing can come into that space if there is faith on earth deliverance can come into that space if there is faith on earth what has never been done before will be done in that space so when when God spoke to Abraham, the word says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteous. In other words, Abraham was called righteous even before Jesus stepped in the face of the earth. What was supposed to be a futuristic benefit was pulled into the now by the spirit of faith. When you operate by faith, you can pull stuff from what you thought was your future into the now. Whatever it was that you thought was going to take such a long time, because you have faith in a divine instruction, the Lord can bring it into your space. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you are going to tap into certain dangerous things in the days to come, in the days ahead. And you're not going to be stressing yourself. Why? Because it's not a function of your psychology is not a function of your resolution it's a function of your faith please somebody throw up your right hand and shout I believe God I didn't say say that's a shout I believe God the economy might be bad but I believe God my body might be acting funny but I believe God there might be a pain in my breast in my chest in my spine in my bones but I believe God my friends may have left me but I believe God my grades may look like they have AIDS but I believe God I can't see all the clients I used to see before but I still believe I thought I would have met the deadline by now but I still believe God and the Bible says with God nothing shall be impossible I release the spirit of faith upon this atmosphere I break every spine of unbelief every force of doubt every weight of weariness and I release by the prophetic declaration a fresh injection of faith for the word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God in the book of Jude it said contend earnestly for the faith that was one delivered unto the saints now he was talking about the gospel of Christ but let me tell you something if you're already losing other battles in your life it means that you've not locked into the efficacy of the gospel of Christ because the gospel of Christ what does Paul say he said if God did not speak his son but he gave him up for us how 
much more will he not also give us every good thing that means that salvation is the most difficult thing for God to do and if you are really saved you should not be worried about your upkeep if you are really remembering that you were saved stop worrying about your needs because as my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory where in Christ Jesus and if any man beware in Christ so if you're in Christ your needs are met in Christ your safety is guaranteed in Christ your hope is secure in Christ slaps three people a high five and tell them I believe God 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 as some of you are not expecting anything that's why you're sitting like a jelly jawed lily levered spaghetti spineless believer but if you know you believe God for the extraordinary for the uncommon for the unusual for the things that you've not seen before somebody shout to your neighbor I believe God I believe God to heal my mother I believe God to strengthen my body I believe God to reverse the situation I believe God to push the boundaries on the deadline I believe God to restore the land deal I believe We are called believers. That means it's our lifestyle to believe. It's our lifestyle to believe. You're, you subscribe to an adventure of faith when you got saved. You enrolled in the school of believing. Do I have to believe every day? Yes. We'll live by faith and not by so if you're not living by faith you're not living at all but if you're living by faith you're living like God he says have the faith of God if it's as strong I say to you if you have faith you will say to this mountain can somebody take a few minutes to speak to some mountains in their lives some things that look imposing some things that look like they are dwarfing you some things that look overwhelming some things that look unbelievable some weight some cares some burden some doubt some shame some reproach some limitation pull them down pull that thing down speak to it clear out offense clear out guilt clear out shame get out of here I believe intensify it in one more minute we speak to every mountain of doubt we speak to every mountain of fear. We speak to every mountain of unbelief. Every mountain of delay. Be thou uprooted and cast into the sea. Every ideology that is a mountain. Every philosophy that is a mountain. Every thought that is a mountain. Every declaration that is a mountain. Get up! Speak to it. He said, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Don't let what you see stop you from believing what you don't see. That's a direct word for somebody. Don't let what you see stop you from believing what you don't see. 
after all the bible says i have not seen here has not heard it has not entered into the hearts of anyone father hear the cry of your sons and your daughters this sunday morning let there be a shift in every situation in Jesus name we have prayed look at somebody say I believe God as you have declared so it is in the name of Jesus as you have proclaimed it is established in the name of Jesus he said that God spoke to Abraham about his future and Abraham believed God the enemy tries to paint pictures of your future to you doesn't it try that sometimes yes. here is the deal the enemy does not know the future <laughs> oh come on so why would you believe someone who doesn't know what he's saying over someone who knows what he's saying how do I know the devil does not know the future he makes mistakes <laughs> the words as if the princes of this world Had known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That means that the devil does not know everything. Oh, come on. Whenever you say, if only I had known, what does that mean? I didn't know. I regret making a move based on my ignorance. Had I known? The devil will keep saying, had I known concerning your life. I love that. Amen. Keep it going. He does not know everything. So when it says you will die of cancer at 67, tell him you're a liar. When it says you will not graduate, tell him you're a liar. When it says, when it says you are going to fail in life, tell him you are a liar. I already looked in the book and my Bible says the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the lawyer than the former he says the end will be better than the beginning he said the path of the just is as a shining light and it shines brighter and brighter and brighter unto the perfect day i don't have a better yesterday my days are getting better my days are getting brighter my days yeah he doesn't know everything if you knew everything he should have known that jesus was not amongst the babies that were killed he should have sent some people to egypt stop giving the devil credit he does not have yeah papaya kata if i let me tell you some of you the devil can't call you any longer because it's run out of credit you didn't hear what i said if the devil is calling you all the time maybe you're giving him too much credit but we cut off the air time we cut off the credit line in the name of jesus christ no more calls from hell the bible says my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow high five your neighbor and tell him the devil is a liar He just tries to manipulate you. He wants to see what you will believe. Because guess what? What happens in your life is not the truth. 
what happens in your life is what you believe the earth is very legalistic it's like a law court the person who is jailed is not the person who is guilty it's the person who is proven guilty oh my god the person who goes caught free is not the person who is innocent it's the person who is proven that's why Jesus is called an advocate which means even if based on my past my future should look a certain way Christ comes with his cross and he crosses away my past and argues in my favor oh come on somebody so they say people who have that kind of sexual history they usually die at 35 because of STIs well let me tell you something the blood of Jesus is stronger than any retroviral drugs the blood of Jesus is able to get into your past, into your heart, into your soul, into your emotions. The power of that blood is so rich and so deep. Watch this. If that blood is powerful enough to translate somebody from the depths of hell into the height of glory, move somebody's eternal destination, then that same blood has enough power to reconfigure somebody's physiology, somebody's brain, somebody's mind. I don't know who needs a work of healing in their hearts today, but I trust the Lord even in this moment as the word is coming forth that the ministry of healing has taken place and you are strengthened with might in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I believe God. Abraham believed God. How do we know you believe? You must say and or do something. The proof of faith is action. Speaking. Saying. Let me also tell you this. The devil doesn't know what you're thinking. Oh, come on. So even if you think fear, don't speak fear. Because fear empowers demonic spirits. Spirits are empowered by words. Words are the food of spirits. <laughs> so it says, angels who hearken to the voice of his word of God's word so fallen angels as well they hearken to the voices so the word of God can be in you but you're the one who voices the word and then pass that word to operate in your space somebody get in this that's why the Bible says let the weak say I'm what <laughs> why because if the weak says I'm weak what happens then the demons of weakness, John Wick demons. <laughs> Who's in that movie? It's gruesome, man. Blood, you have seen part one, two, three. Weak, some weak demons. The demons of weakness will go like, he's calling us, he's calling us. He's weak, let's help him materialize it. Oh, come on, guys. Jesus was praying. The Bible says that his sweat became as blood, as drops of blood. Then what happened? An angel came and since angels respond to words, I bet you that it was praying for strength or declaring strength. How do I know? The line of prayer tells us. He says it took three of his disciples and said, come and pray with me. When do you need company? Isn't that when you're feeling vulnerable and alone? But some of us, the moment we start seeing blood coming out of our body, hey, I've died. No need for the cross. God, I'm already to accept the sacrifice. I accept, isn't it, what else do you, do you want my bone to come out? 
some of us too. You know, Kuku, gosh, it is what you want. Take it. So don't speak the fear. Do you see what Abraham did when God said to him, take your son, your only son, and take him to a mountain that I will show you. The word says that he arose a great while before dawn. In other words, he eliminated the opportunities for unnecessary conversations. Because if you do it in daylight, huh? Oga? Uncle A, where are you going? Where are you guys going? Too much talk. That's why there's certain things God gives you, you must hold in the sanctity of divine silence. Until faith is welling up on the inside of you. <laughs> so that whenever anything comes against you, it's faith that will come out. Oh my goodness. Jesus said, by the words of your mouth, you'll be justified. By the words of your mouth, you will be condemned. So eventually when Isaac comes and says, Father, I see the wood, I see the fire, but where is the sacrifice? Did Abraham say, shut up your mouth. You are the sacrifice. Was that what he said? What did he say? What did he say? The Lord will provide himself. You are about to pay your bill, your house rent. The landlord is saying, when will you pay it? Sir, I don't even know. Sir, please. I, I don't have anything. What will you say? The Lord. The man was like, please leave, leave all this Lord matter. But inside your own heart, you know you're not just saying it as a mantra. You're saying it because you believe it. God said, Abraham knows how to talk. I'm going to trust him with generations. Do you know why? Because nations and generations are destroyed by people who don't know how to talk. Violence. How do wars start? Somebody says rubbish. How are economies destroyed? Conversation. How do stocks rise? People start talking about it. The valley goes up. How do they crash? Somebody has a bad press moment. How do marriages, how are marriages built? You speak a defined word. How does divorce happen? Communication. In words or in deeds. Look at somebody said, do you know how to talk? Some of you didn't look at anybody. Tell the person, do you really know how to talk? How does faith speak? Faith does not speak from their situation or from its situation. It speaks from God's revelation. He said the Lord will provide himself. <laughs> Lamb, you're planning for your wedding. How will you have the 2020 million you need for that wedding? The Lord will provide. Oh, you guys are not preparing for weddings. Oh, come on. Men, you're not preparing for wedding. Jason. <laughs> How are you going to flourish according to what God has said? By faith. So you've got to say something. Say something. Can you declare certain things to your neighbor right now by faith? Speak strength. 
Don't speak carelessly. Speak with authority. Speak with intentionality. Because sometimes we hear all those words, but we don't practice it. Speak with definition. Declare over them. It is well with you. The words are say unto the righteous. We're still talking about separating. Yes. Say unto the righteous. Shall be well. Tutu, I say to you, it is well. Wura, I say to you, it is well with you. Leke, I say to you. Abimbola, I say to you, it is well with you. Ah, yeah. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So speaking, and you must make it habitual. This on the number two now. The first thing we said was subscribe to God's definition of greatness. Second thing is separate yourself and step out. Forgotten that? Separate yourself and step out. So the first thing is speaking. That's the first layer of agreement. If fiddle nine business, the first thing we have to do is talk about the business, right? Before we execute our different components of it. Until you start speaking in line with what God has said, you're not ready for the materialization of that thing. Yes, That's why even salvation is not confirmed until there is a saying. Yes, with the heart man believes and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And there are so many people who have believed in their hearts and then they cancel or complicate that belief by saying something else externally. Maintain your profession of faith. Yes, Hebrews says, cast not away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward now what's a recompense of reward not something that comes as a result of a process an action a service when do you get a reward remember speech and prize given day and you got the reward the cash prize for that you know whatever you did what do you guys do food and nutrition you grew the biggest yam best in english were you given the best in english at the beginning of the semester Lucy, Lucy Lou, you look very Englishious. This is your medal. Is that what happens? Kade, you look very capable. <laughs> this is your. Is, is that a, a stuff? No. When does it happen? At the end. So a lot of people want to see the returns before they start speaking. He said no. Your confidence has a recompense of reward. So it's a result. The reward is a result of your confidence. How is the confidence manifested? How do you know somebody's confidence? How? The way they carry themselves and the way they speak. So the believer should never go like so. He's got the whole world on my neck. That's the body language of some people. In fact, let's do. Let's get. I want to get to be practical this morning. Can you stand with confidence? We're raising kings. Can you stand with confidence? Can you sit with power? <laughs> Separate. So the second thing is, you must now get out. Which was what we spent time on last week. But I want to give us seven things you must get out of as a Nigerian, as an African. Seven things. You must get out of those seven things. I won't teach them extensively, but I'll give you the list. He said, get out of your country. That's what he told him. 
And I said to you that the getting out is not only geographical, it's not always, in fact, geographical. Many times it's ideological. It's philosophical. Because your country has a construct in your mind. God was speaking to you about it recently. Or you're about to get out, like, Jenna. But you're smiling. That's that resonance. What was it? Tell me. Uh, there's a part where your environment is able to limit your person and there's an exposure that comes from being in an underclimb. Yeah. Yeah. He was not even saying yesterday. Uh, last, last, seven days I did to me. It did. <laughs> but you're very right as we spoke about. Your environment can crush and contain and then cause you to shrink into a tinier version of yourself. And all of a sudden you get outside and you are darting and running and racing and you're flying. Somebody say get out of this country. Again, make it very clear. I'm not saying people should leave the country. But I'm saying you must divorce yourself from the attachments, the ideology, the mentality, the orientation, the perspective, the persuasion of this country. You cannot walk in the greatness God has ordained for you if you think and live like the 2019 Nigerian. Because the 2019 Nigerian, he does not see himself as a builder. He sees himself as a beggar. Or as a thief that breaks into it. Now let me be very clear. I'm not saying that it's entirely the Nigerians fault. Because some people try to build. But the environment contained them. Oh come on guys. There's one of my protégés. Some of you might know him. His name is Young. Young does some projects. In a certain part of town. And he was trying to put some money. And a team together. To develop the environment but the past that be kept on frustrating him over and over and over again now this is a guy in his 20s he's trying to put put a team together resources but the local chairman government not local government chairman local he said no you wouldn't do it and do you know why because people who will not build are oftentimes intimidated by people who are willing to build so some people have tried to build, but they first I know people have heard stories of churches that wanted to fix a certain road. Yes, yes. And the local chairman government said no. Do you know why? They want those holes there so they can make requisitions with every budget. They want the holes in the same condition because if you fix it properly, what it means is they will not be able to steal the money from that space. And so when you try to build over time and you meet all the resistance, what happens? You become tired. How many of you have friends who've been trying to correct them on something over and over and over again? But right now, I just don't care. You're just tired. It's now stressful. So there are many Nigerians who are in that place of fatigue. And then there are others who don't see themselves as being capable of building their lives and earning a decent living. So they say, ah, I guarantee find us something now. Please listen to this. Anytime you're settling for a handout, 
you are only get you're only getting something that can come from somebody's hand which means that whatever you're receiving is going to be as big as the size of that person's hand as a handout not a hand up it will still keep you out look at somebody say i'm not a nigerian in my ideology in my mentality i'm not an african in my orientation in my thinking, in my worldview, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Let me tell you how serious this is. God does not just call you. He doesn't just call you a, a child of the world. He says that we are citizens of heaven. He says you are a royal priesthood. A holy what? Slap somebody high five. Tell him I come from a different country. So get tactical and practical and granular and specific. What are seven things that you must step out of consciously as a Nigerian? Now you might go like, well, these things don't really affect me. You might go like, well, they don't really affect me. But you see what happens when you're living in an environment, even if you have an umbrella in the rain, some drops will splash on you. And so some of us, our current disposition is a reconfigured, modified genetic configuration. They have modified your original creativity. Before you know how you were, you will be so particular and so detailed and so perfectionistic in your approach to make sure you were excellent. But now, you have anything, anything, it will go. Are you getting this, somebody? So God had to take Abraham out of that system because he wanted to create something and he didn't want what he was going to create to look like Abraham's father's house. He didn't want the supervision of the aunties and the uncles who were too steeped in the ideology of the past to birth the purity of the future. Some of you, you have a dream and God is speaking to you, but you will not leave your friends who have helped you modify your dream so much now. It looks like a nightmare. When you have a baby, you don't allow just anybody to touch your baby. Oh, some of you haven't had babies. You don't go like, huh, see my baby, 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 catch a baby. Is that what you do? You protect it. You protect it. So the very first thing all of us must get out of is African time. Let's get practical with the getting out. Because the getting out is not just, I'm out in Jesus' name. No, let's get, can we be practical? African time. What's African time for our international audience? What's African time? Undefined lateness. Undefined lateness. It can last for as long. Right, Perfecta? The ideology is that the program will not start on time anyway, right? Excuse me, friend. So I might as well. So, so it won't start on time, so let me start late. Here's the ideology. If everybody says it won't start on time, will it start on time? If everybody says it will start on time, will it start on time? More often than not. Except there's a serious emergency. 
So there's no ideology to start on time. There's another ideology of let me enter when everybody's seated so I can show and then there are those who walk like peacocks Madam there is that ideology as well and there's the ideology of I'm important they will hold whatever they are doing until I get there if God had operated on African time will the planets be finished by now imagine if God put all your prophecies on African time we waste as a people because something occurred to me about seven years ago I was in traffic and phew light bulb it occurred to me that an hour of traffic is not an hour of traffic an hour of traffic watch this is first of all that hour of traffic then one or two hours of recovering from the traffic have you been in traffic that you got so exhausted you got so tired. Everything you were planning to do, at the end of the day, you couldn't do any longer because you worked hard by not working at all in a system that was not working. So every hour of traffic is like three hours of traffic and then the pending deliverables and proposals and this one and that one and all. Then it's not just about you. It's about the 2,000 people stuck on that road at the same time. So 2,000 people times three hours of traffic that's 6,000 hours come on somebody divided by number of hours how many days do we waste for every hour of traffic that's why you must never be that foolish person who causes the traffic because sometimes it's just a, a silly decision somebody who, whose ego is bigger than their brain sometimes Pardon? <laughs> so he's parking on the road to buy bliss and is robbing every other person of their bliss. So see how Africa can be behind the nations. In Japan, the train is never late in the central areas. If it's going to be late, there's notification about five minutes, at least five minutes before. In the UK, you don't drive on the road and then you see that the place is blocked. You don't see it. You've been getting mails. You've been getting mails and notifications for weeks, sometimes months ahead of time before that is done. And they do repair works mostly at night. We, we want them to see. Want them to see. We don't want to see your effort. You want to see your results. Look at somebody say, no more coming late. Let me shake this table. Some of you use African time to come to Kings. You know that prayer start by 7.30. And if you're on the service team, it's 7 a.m. And some of you, you walk into praise and worship as if you're the one we're praising. Oh, God. look at somebody say, he's talking about you right now. He's talking about you. Look at somebody in your African accent. 
He's talking about you. Look at somebody say, no more African time. That means you have to get out early enough. To get in early enough, what do you do? You get out early. You already know when you're going to run late. Your mind already is already you're already late again. Come, come on, somebody, kind of. Let's just laugh about it. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Even like, no, 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 no. I, I would tell them there was traffic on the way. You already knew there would be traffic. You're not getting out again, no. Look at them and say, get out of it. We gotta be real. Get out. This is part of it. Get out of the African time mentality it's an ideology and some of you used to be very timely before but you started living with people that were not so timely and their untimeliness robbed you of your some of you, your schedule changed and you couldn't get the balance because first of all you did not admit that my schedule has changed so my methodology has to change oh come on to me it has to that's why for nursing mothers, we give, us, we give them some slack. Right? Because your schedule is different. Now, some of you are not even nursing anything. And anyone. Any Kenny. Hopefully, you're not drinking high any Kenny. <laughs> so, what will happen when you start having babies? <laughs> You will come by faith. <laughs> come in, in the spirit. You got to get it. By the way, it's not just about your family. Your family is the test you must pass before God can entrust you with a community. That's why even in the New Testament it says, don't make this guy a pastor if he does not have his family on check. It's saying your family is the first test, is the BSC of responsibility. African time. Somebody say with me from today. As for me and my house, we are no longer subscribing to African time. Angels mark their faces. Number two that you must get out of fear. Many Africans are so afraid. I've been to I don't know maybe six of five African countries. People are so afraid superstitious so fear and superstition now does africa have a lot of spiritual elements yeah. definitely by the way if you're living in africa and you don't believe in spirituality you're an endangered species yeah. telling you because the african demons are not so intellectually sophisticated they're very brutal so whilst you're quoting darwin and lagerfield and <laughs> <laughs> and Sun Tzu and wherever you read you better go and get to know the son of righteousness fear and superstition how many people have been robbed by the twin of fear or the twins of fear and superstition you want to seize an opportunity ah your uncle tried it and failed and be like I'll never try to Oil and gas business is not for us. Are you your uncle? One, 
Number two, is your uncle you? Number three, why not find out what gap there was? Because the fact that you failed at the first attempt does not mean it's not your territory. Many people have withdrawn from Jericho because they lost AI. AI was the first place that Israel went to attack, right? And what happened? They disobeyed God, or rather Achan had seen in his life. Well, it was the place they attacked after Jericho because they took the spoil. Achan took the spoil from Jericho. Right? And then, next thing they killed so many people in Israel after all the covenant promises, after all the words of God and all of that. But guess what? They didn't stay defeated at the end of Joshua's leadership. Joshua was still saying that there is still land to be taken. So some of you have given up on the lands to be taken because you had a bad experience at AI. You lost some men. You lost some opportunities. You lost some things. And you've allowed the fear of that experience say, you will never move from here. That fear is a messenger of death. But guess what? You carry the spirit of life. So when the messenger of death comes, you don't withdraw and shrink to their command. You rise in faith and you speak what? And you say, I rebuke you foul spirit. Somebody say that I rebuke you foul spirit. Hold that thought or image of something that got you scared at some point recently and speak to it. I cast you out, spirit of fear. Fear and superstition. Ah, hmm. Dark people are always very stubborn. Perfecta. Are you sure the Lord will perfect that which concerns you? Hmm. Joshua, people in our family don't wear blue. When we wear blue, you look like Baba Blue. <laughs> hmm. This one they are wearing black. You have to be careful today. Black is not a good color. He has given us all good things freely to enjoy. And some of you are carrying. Now, I'm not saying that there are no patterns or issues or whatever, but what you do is find out what the issue is and deal with it say oh the people in this in this family they never marry if you marry from beyond the river niger you will drown in the river niger Have you? find out why and undo it that's what you're a king and a priest number three very closely related pessimism and cynicism pessimism and cynicism pessimism and cynicism you see, a lot of people, a lot of Caucasians, they explore bungee jumping, skydiving, deep sea diving, scuba diving. Of course, you can't try it in Nigeria. Because scuba diving, you might see you more giant inside. <laughs> ah, a carbosurator. But they translate that as well to relationships. Do you know the reason some people cheat people in business? Do you know why? They cheat them because they believe those other people will cheat them. So it's like cheating ahead. It's rooted in insecurity. But just in anticipation. Number four. 
a false sense of importance. False sense. Most Africans, especially Nigerians, just believe they're important for no good reason. More so, let me say more every human being is important, so that's clear. But what I mean is, feeling more important than necessary. Do you know who I am? Okay, you two, do you know who I am? Oh, talk to me, guys. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? False sense of importance. Somebody say, I'm coming out of there. In other words, position yourself as a servant. As a servant. Position yourself as a servant. Number five. Corruption, greed, and materialism. Now, corruption is not just when you have government money. When a client says, how much is this service? And you pad it and pad it. You put cream on top of it. You put salad cream. Face, you're not, you're not making like five times the amount of money, thank you, that you take to deliver the project. Is your business a burger business? Super size. Corruption and greed. Someone says, oh, help me buy a phone. When you travel, you travel, you bought the phone for $413. Maybe VAT or whatever. You now tell the person it was $550. You are corrupt. You say it's service charge. Include that in the transaction. Let them know. Okay, I'm going to buy for you because of space or time or whatever. I'll collect $50. Be open and transparent. Everybody wins in a system that works on justice. Everybody suffers in a system that is built on injustice. Everybody suffers. Someone look at your neighbor and say, I'm not corrupt. If you're not looking, is it that you're not sure? Or you have plans? Tiger's good to see you this morning. Nice outfit. Look at the person say, I'm not corrupt. <laughs> Number six. Scarcity and poverty mentality. Someone say, get out of that scarcity mentality. If you will grow in the greatness that God has for you, you must have an abundance mindset. God took Abram out of his house and he said to Abram, now let me tell you what, the pictures God is showing you is an indication of your future. God did not need to show Abraham stars because of one son. (laughs) Abraham was thinking about a son, Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. God was thinking about nations. So he said, look at the stars. He wanted Abraham's mind to be so large, to be so big, to be so stretched. For you to unleash God-given greatness, you have to believe so much in the greatness of the God that you have that is an abundant God that you can be David. I'll talk about David in the second service. Is our text on the second service. That you can be David and cater to 400 men without a salary. That's an abundant mindset. Slap somebody high five saying no scarcity in my life. 
I didn't say just say lousily say with energy no scarcity in my life no scarcity in my life say no scarcity in fact sometimes materialism is rooted in scarcity mentality because people are poor in their minds they want to make up for the poverty in their minds with physical acquisitions but scarcity means that even when I don't have the material around me I have the material that created the material I have faith, I have value creation models, I have discipline, diligence, understanding, networking, capacity, the right ideology, integrity, which is more important than money. Have you noticed that even thieves are looking for people of integrity to keep their money for them? I find somebody and tell them no more scarcity. God said to Abram, look at the sand on the seashore. What was he trying to paint on his mind? An abundance mindset. And this is not about your age. It's about your mileage. It's not how long you've lived. It's how far you've walked with God. That's why God said to Abraham, walk the length and breadth of the land. You can be 16 and have an abundance mindset and you can be 61 and be poor in your thinking. Do you know why Lot couldn't wreck Abraham's life? When it took the precious part, you remember when they had the tussle and said, let's go our different ways. And Lot took the lush greenery and all of that and Abraham allowed him. Abraham didn't go like, ah, this guy, you're greedy. Abraham let him go. Do you know why? When you have an abundance mindset, what people take from you will not stop you. Oh my God. Your true capacity is not in what you're able to get and keep alone. It's in what you're able to let go of. The size of a hole is in what it's able to release. So the size of a well is on how much sand you've taken out of it. Lot taking the landscape then translate into Abraham losing the blessing. Oh, some of you have had certain things taken away from you. But you can take Joseph's coat. You can't take his covenant. I wish I could talk to somebody. I said you can take Joseph's court, but you can't take his covenant. Where's my keyboard minister? I said you can take Joseph's court, but you can't take his covenant. High five somebody. Tell that person, I lost some things, but I didn't lose the thing. Look at somebody say, I lost some things, but I didn't lose the thing. I want to hear it louder. I lost some things, but I didn't lose the thing. What is the thing? In the beginning was the car? No. In the beginning was the house? No. In the beginning was the husband? No. In the beginning was the friend? No. In the beginning was the house? No. In the beginning was the promotion? No. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and by the word were all things made, and nothing was made that was made without the word, and he was life. The life was the light. The man light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. If I have the word, I can reproduce and recreate. 
rich. Everything that was stolen, taken, snatched, hijacked from me. If I have the word, guess what? I can also recover lost time because time was created by the word. Palayendo, Rikatovise. Time was created by the word. How do I know? Then God said on the fourth day, let there be lights in the firmament and let the moon rule by night and the sun by day. So there was no day and no night until God created it. If God created time with the word, he can crash into time with the word. He can recover lost time with the word. in the bar you can recover anything you lost by the word i feel a recovery anointing in the house high five somebody and tell them i'm getting it back i'm getting it back i'm getting my citizenship back my confidence back my zeal back my grace back my anointing back slap somebody high five tell them i'm getting it back yeah oh yeah I'm getting ready to close uh, number seven selfishness and self-preservation no nation progresses on selfishness no nation in fact sorry no community no matter how small or big it is is built on selfishness. Thank you. On selfishness. In other words, for any community to advance, somebody must be willing to give up their comforts. That's right. That's right. To give up their time. Yeah. Give up their energy. Give up their space. Give up their ego. Give up their reputation. Jesus gave up his life. David gave up his comfort. Abraham gave up his inheritance. Daniel gave up his reputation. What is Fidel giving up these days? Oge, what are you giving up these days? Shia Bezo, what are you giving up these days? Jerry Pizzo, what are you giving up these days? Thank you. IKO, what are you giving up these days? Sister Faithful, you're giving up a lot of things. You're faithful selfishness we have to give it up somebody say get out yeah. I still have three points on stepping out in greatness but I'll, I'll start in the second service look at somebody say get out the person who's willing and able to give up the most is the person who's going to emerge as the best the best and the greatest in God's reward system is not the person who is trying to gather the most? Remember that guy that was gathering, gathering, gathering the book of Luke? His word says that his pants became full. He had a mighty harvest. He got surplus in that economic cycle. And he said to himself, now I will tear down the old bands. I'm going to build up new bands. I'm going to set this up and set that up. And guess what's going to happen now? He says, I will say to my soul, have pleasure. Check that out. The issue was not his expansion or his dream for increase. The issue was that he was the end point of his expansion plan. Who is the beneficiary of this greatness you're thinking about? Who are you thinking about? Who are you looking at? What are you trying to do? The person who will be great, according to God's book, the one who will step out, 
must step out of selfishness and self-preservation. Abraham was so selfless, not only was he going to wait on God for the promise and not explore other gods, he was willing to lay that promise on the altar and say, God, this one is for you. When you get that thing you're praying for, will you be able to give it up or will it become your master? Are you going to be able to lay down or are you going to look up to it? Oh, my new promotion. I glorify your promotion. I worship you, car. You are highly lifted up. Apple phone. Or are you going to flow in the grace of God? By saying, Lord, I release it to you. I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. I need somebody playing on the keyboard. I guess. I let it go. I let it go. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, you want me to continue? I could. I'm done teaching and preaching. What are you coming out of? Which of the seven do you know you need to come out of, really? Which of the seven? At least two or three of them have touched you in one way or the other, unknown to you. Abraham had to come out of that stuff, out of that country, out of that construct. He had to come out. Let's stand. Seems like you mark standing as the end of so let's stand. So Lord, I come out of it. Whenever it is, call it by name and say, I come out of fear and superstition. I come out of this African time thing. I come out of this pessimism and cynicism. How many goals and projects have you spoken yourself out of? You talked yourself out of certain things. It was not an enemy. It was not a demon. It was not an evil spirit. There were certain things that you talked yourself out of. Let me tell you what. In my estimation, at least 80% of Nigerians suffer from scarcity and poverty mentality. At least. Because when a nation has been steeped in poverty, then people are just looking for what they can get for themselves. I wanted to pray particularly about that one because it affects what you receive from the word of God. It's difficult to maximize the provisions of a generous God when you have a scarcity mentality. Come and pray, guys. I've done my part now, respond in prayer. I've done my part now, respond in prayer. Respond to the Lord. Say, Lord, I come out of scarcity mentality. I come out of it and I tell you what it's an ideology it's a struggle when you get married in the UAE when the citizens of the UAE get married the man gets ten thousand dollars as of the last time I checked the wife gets five thousand dollars and they get that monthly for a period 
another amount forever now so your thinking is like but i'm not doing anything why do i deserve ten thousand dollars you are a citizen of the kingdom of god so you deserve the supply that your assignment requires let me tell you what that means that means if god says you are in the shoe business your returns are not just capped on what's going on in the shoe business your rewards are determined by your obedience to god that's why it's possible to be a multi-millionaire in a field that people say nothing is happening in i'm not saying don't be strategic in your planning i'm not saying don't do market research i'm just saying on top of that realize that you're working in another world seven things every nigerian must come out of in fact i feel like changing the title of this particular message to that seven things that coming out starts by faith so proclaim it by faith Reko paluvre zuberi in the brakatashi. Reko toba lahata bayahata vaka. Say to yourself, Damilala Luatam, or you step out of African time. You step out of fear and superstition. You step out of pessimism and cynicism. You step out of false sense of importance. You step out of corruption, greed, and materialism. You step out of scarcity and poverty mentality. You step out of selfishness and self preservation. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for your word that has come to us. We receive this word. We receive the full impact and import of this word. Let it go into the deep places of our hearts. Let it bring about transformation. Let it bring about elevation. Let it bring about a switch. We refuse to be trapped in these cages and this confinement of the construct in which we have grown up. We grow out of these things in the name of Jesus. No longer are we going to be held bound, held down, shackled, limited, held in, held in a cycle by these things, these habits, these attitudes. But we're present to the full realization of the provisions of grace. We walk in true greatness. We manifest true greatness. We express true greatness. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Somebody say amen. A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org. And send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.